You're listening to Sage Spirituality, reaching back, leaning in, and seeking out a deeper experience with God, with your host, Joel Marvin. Welcome to this edition of Sage Spirituality. I'm your host, Joel Marbit, and it is such a privilege to have you back here at the table with us as we look back to church history, lean into the Word of God, and we continue to grow together in our spiritual journeys. And I'll tell you what, guys, I am so excited. We just received our report from uh, Buzzsprout about 2020 and all of our uh, podcasts and just how amazing you were when you helped us to uh, spread the word and you also invited other people. You rated our podcast and you help us continue to grow all throughout this past year. And for that, we are incredibly blessed to have you as part of our audience. Uh, I'm surprised when we see the breakdown of where people are listening and where they're downloading our podcast, but I'm going to tell you this, I don't care where you are, we're grateful for you and we're thankful that you help us to grow our community here because really our bottom line is this, we want to glorify God and we want to enjoy Him completely and we want to invite other people to do the same thing. We're not looking to do something different or outside of the realm of normal uh, church, but what we are wanting to do is we're wanting to help people in their spiritual journeys continue to move forward and grow together. And uh, I just want to thank you and also want to ask you right now to keep doing what you're doing. Help us by sharing this on your Facebook, on your Twitter feed, Instagram, maybe even uh, put it in your church bulletin. Or you know what, if you're a pastor, announce it from the pulpit and challenge people to listen with you so they would grow and they would also deepen their walk with the Lord. You can go on right now and you can subscribe if you're not subscribed to make sure you do not miss an episode. And you can also rate us. You can rate every one of our uh, every one of our episodes, and it helps us so much because it moves us up in visibility when someone is seeking out a new podcast. We need your help, and we're so incredibly blessed to have you as part of our community here. Now, as we start this new year, 2021, we've all been through this incredibly challenging time. Uh, we're not sure exactly what the end game is or what God is doing on a global plan, but I can tell you this, uh, whatever's taking place right now, it's not taking God by surprise. He's not wringing his hands in heaven. He's not worried about what's going to take place uh, in the next month or six months or even the next six years. Uh, he definitely has everything under control. And uh, one thing that I look at is when we're considering this new year we're walking into is being wise to the voices that we're listening to in our conscience. Um, I'm surprised or kind of shocked here uh, the number of people that I hear about in their Christian walks that uh, just all of a sudden from one day to the next seem to step away. They get offended, they get hurt, uh, they fall into some kind of unbelievable sin, or they just, just completely walk away from God and walk away from their faith. And uh, I'm, I'm shocked by that, and I try to uh, understand that a little bit, dig in a little bit deeper and find out why exactly. And I would tell you this, um, 
I think the issue is listening to the wrong voice in your conscience. We all have this uh, battle that's going on in our interior for our mind, particularly for our mind. And, uh, and, I, and it comes to my attention. It started all the way back in the Garden of Eden, where we know the enemy has showed up and he convinced Adam and Eve with one small word, the word if. You know, he said, uh, if you want to be equal with God, uh, then just do this. If you want to be in control, if you want to be the one calling the shots, it all started with that very, very small word, if. I'm blown away because it's the exact same strategy that the enemy attempted to use on the second Adam. And we know the second Adam is Jesus Christ. That's what Paul told us. The apostle Paul told us that. And I stand amazed that when we look at Matthew chapter 4, it's a pretty close reflection of what took place in the Garden of Eden. And I'm going to read this from the ESV translation. And the word says, Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And after fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. And the tempter came and said to him, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. And he answered, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, If you're the Son of God, throw yourself down. For it is written, He will command his angels concerning you, and on their hands they will bear you up, lest you strike your foot against the stone. Jesus said to him, Again it is written, You shall not put the Lord your God to the test. Again, the devil took him to the very high mountain and showed him all the, the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, all these I give you if you will fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, be gone, Satan, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and him only shall you serve. Then the devil left him, and behold, angels came and were ministering to him. I want you to see there in all three instances of these temptations, the word that the enemy used was that incredibly small but powerful word, if. The very same word that he used in the Garden of Eden, he used the word if. Just to bring into question, just to touch a nerve in the heart of the man nature of Jesus Christ. Now, when we're talking about temptation and, and we're talking about being tempted or listening to the internal subconscious voice that is inside of us and making a decision about which one we're going to listen to, when we consider this word, if, this word, if, when coming out of the of the mouth of the devil out of our out of the mouth of our enemy out of the mouth of our of our sinful nature we must realize that this word is nothing more than a temptation it's the bait that satan is using to attempt to lure us into 
a situation where we make ourselves in our desires, in our uh, goals, the, the, the end all. Realistically, it's that word if that where he's questioning Jesus and also questioning Adam and Eve in the garden that pull them away from their commitment to the Lord. We can understand exactly what John Wesley meant when he wrote these words back in the 18th century. He said, as the most dangerous winds may enter a little opening, so the devil never enters more dangerously than by little unobserved incidents, which seem to be nothing yet insensibly open the heart to great temptations. Just that small if. If you would only do this, if you wanted to, if you did this, it would make you happy. If you went here, it would change your life. If you had this thing, it would change everything. If, 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 that very small word that allows the enemy to have a foothold in our life. Are you listening to that word? You know, unfortunately, there are people that are listening to this podcast who have not yet learned to reject this voice in your subconscious. That you're constantly listening and entertaining this conversation of if with the enemy. It's a sad state because we all know people who have suffered the consequences of listening to that if. If you would only download these pictures, if you would only send a text to this person, if you would only take this drug or you would only fill in the blank, if, that very small word, we all know people whose lives have been wrecked by those two letters, if. We'd do well to heed the voice of the great Puritan writer Richard Sibbs who said Satan gives Adam an apple and takes away paradise. Therefore, in all temptations, let us consider not what he offers, but what we shall lose. You see, when we're listening to that word, if, we need to realize that it never comes from the enemy's mouth without there being consequences. We may think that we can hide it. We may think that no one else is looking, and we may think that if we do that thing, that we're going to be happy and fulfilled. And we need to realize that each time we listen to that word coming from the enemy's mouth, there will be consequences. And sometimes there may be greater consequences than whatever we hoped or imagined. Now, let me clarify something really quick. I do not believe that there's a way for us as believers to reach a point in our life where we are no longer tempted. I believe that we are tempted just like we breathe. The enemy, the devil, has one job, and his job is to tempt us. He's the great tempter. He's the, the father of lies. He has one job to mislead, to misguide, and to make 
us fall into his trap of rebellion against God. He's looking to do everything he can to thwart the work that God is doing right now on the earth and right now in your life. He has but one job, and he does his job very well. He works just like an amazing fisherman works. I love the the connotation that realistically the enemy is nothing more than a fisherman, and he's throwing out bait. He's throwing out those ifs, and every one of those ifs is like another hook, and he and he baits that hook with something that is appealing to us. Maybe it's sex. Maybe it's power. Maybe it's money. Maybe it's a, a, a fame or whatever it is. And he's baiting that hook, and he continues to cast and to cast and to cast, and he's looking to find who will fall for his bait. And when we consider temptation in this realm, we need to realize we cannot, we cannot escape temptations. But we can quiet the voice of the enemy. We need to realize, like John Owen wrote, this amazing book that I would encourage every believer to read, Mortification of Sin, and he, phenomenal book talking about how to overcome sin in our life. And he has some amazing insight. It's written in a Puritan form. It's uh, wordy. Some of the words are very big and complex, and but it's well worth your effort to dig into mortification of sin. Now, John Owen said this. He said, temptations and occasions put nothing into a man, but only draw out what was in him before. So I believe, as John Owen believes, that we have the capability of quieting the voice of the enemy. You know, temptations will always come. Every so often, the enemy will present us with a new if. But as soon as that new if is presented, we must destroy it, take it out, not even entertain it, say, realize the tone and the voice that it's coming from and not listen to it at all. Realize that the consequences of our sin is always going to be much greater than the enjoyment that it brings. Now, some of the ways that we can uh, silence that voice is through our our thoughts. And we have the power to control our thoughts. That means taking a Bible verse and memorizing it and, and bringing that back up, maybe a prayer, a certain prayer that we can memorize. We can use uh, different things that we're thinking about. And we're not going to be able to stop our thinking. That's impossible. But what we can do is we can control the focal point of our thinking. We can meditate on the Word of God day and night, like the psalmist said in Psalm 1, verse 2. And that's something that's very, very important. If you don't do that, then do it. You know what? Make a decision that as of now, I'm going to start memorizing portions of Scripture so that those portions of Scripture will help guide my thought process. Number two is the importance of prayer. We must be willing to bring those temptations to the Lord and lay them at His feet. We also need to realize that the Bible tells us that we can ask our Heavenly Father, and He can give us help. We can ask Jesus, who is our great high priest, who's without sin, who can help us and understands the things that we're going through. 
And we should make an effort every day to stop and pray. If not only one time, I think, you know, it's admirable to try to pray for two hours every day. That is awesome. But you know what? The reality of that, I would much rather pray for two hours all throughout the day. I'm talking about 20 minutes here, 15 minutes there, 10 minutes there, but doing it at set periods. I use my cell phone personally to make sure that I pause at least three times a day to pray and just to focus myself. Now, the third thing that I would encourage you to do is to use the the, the gift of confession Many times what the enemy wants to do is he wants to bring a temptation into our life. And it doesn't mean that when I'm talking about confession, it doesn't mean that we have to open up and pour out all of our dirty laundry. But you know what? If we find ourselves uh, being unbelievably uh, pursued by a certain temptation, it is very wise to find a strong brother or sister in Christ. If you're a man, then find a brother in Christ. If you're a woman, find a sister in Christ, and to be able to confide in that person, say, listen, pray with me and hold me accountable during this time. Those are three incredible things. Number one, memorizing scripture. Number two, prayer, perpetual prayer, persistent prayer. And number three, uh, confession. If you'll do those three things, I will promise you over the course of time, you will quiet the voice of temptation in your life. No, it's not going to go away. It's never going to go away. We're guaranteed three things in life, death, taxes, and temptation. (laughs) Those things are going to take place, but we can quiet the voice. We can recognize the voice. We can take the power out of the voice. Now, when we're talking about this, one thing that kind of sticks out to me is when we look at this word if in a different tone of voice. Now, just as much as the enemy has a tone of voice, a certain tone of voice that he uses, our Heavenly Father, the Trinity, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit also have a tone and a voice. And I want you to listen to this small word, if, in a Jesus tone of voice. John 15, 7 said, If you abide in me and my words in you, you will ask what you desire and it will be done for you. Same word, different tone. Second is, if you have faith and do not doubt, in Matthew 21, you will not only do what was done to the fig tree, but also if you say to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, it will be done. Mark chapter 9, Jesus said, if you can believe all things are possible to him who believes. Matthew 19, if you want to enter into life, keep the commandments. And then the apostle John 1 John 5, he writes, If we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. The same word, if, but placed 
with a different feeling because the first feeling is questioning God. Questioning, bringing forth our selfishness, as John Owen said, revealing the, 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 the carnal nature that's in ourselves. That if that questions God, that questions our, our denying of ourself, that questions our love and our commitment to the Lord, when we compare that with the other tone of voice where Jesus says, if, if you're my disciples, you'll follow my commandment. If you ask in my name, then I'll do these things. There's a different tone. There's a different feeling of the word if. See, the first one plays on our selfishness. The second one plays on our self-denial. Now, in 2021, my prayer is that you would come to the realization that the true gospel of Jesus Christ has two sides to it. First of all is the love of God. We're called to love the Lord our God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And he will not be content with anything less than the maximum capacity of our love. And if we're really going to achieve that love, the one thing that stands in the way is ourself. Because most of us love ourselves more than we love God. And that brings in the second aspect of the gospel that Jesus said to his disciples, whosoever means anyone, be my disciple. Let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. It's a word to us that in 2021, that we would realize that the gospel is loving God and denying ourselves. Now, together, we can grow, we can mature, we can become everything that God's intended us to do, to be. And I just want to let you know that we're praying and we realize that it's not easy. I know there's times that I've listened to the if of the enemy. And uh, every time I've regretted it. And I also know that there are other times that I've listened to the if of Jesus. And, I, and I've never regretted those. I've never regretted when I heeded the ifs of Jesus, where he was calling me to a deeper level of love and a deeper level of commitment. My prayer is that you would realize the exact same thing I've realized, that God is calling you to a deeper level of commitment. And the only way to go deeper with God is to deny the ifs of the enemy and to embrace the ifs that Jesus offer you. Thank you so much for being with us in this episode of Sage Spirituality. My prayer is that you would share this podcast and that it would be a blessing to others as it's been a blessing to you. Also, our prayers that 2021 is a year of deeper discipleship, greater commitment, and more incredible faith than anything you've ever experienced. God bless you, and thank you for coming to the table with us 